The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, welcome to another program, Afternoons with Mike, heard on the Shepherd Radio Network. I'm talking to somebody today, a first-timer to my program, from Nebraska, the fine city of Omaha. Never visited that area before. Been in Kansas and Colorado, but not Nebraska. And it is really great to have an author named Amy Meacham. Now, Amy is a wife, a mother of five, recently completing a doctorate in education. She's been an educator for more than 20 years. And I might also say a very, has to be a very good manager of time. Welcome to my program, Amy. Oh, thank you so much. Wonderful to be here. You know, this book that you've written now, it's a devotional. And uh, what what inspired you to to take up a pen and put together a book. Uh, I know educators write a lot without a doubt. What gave you the inspiration for writing this book? Well, I tell you what, um, it was probably around a dozen years ago uh, when my perfect world literally fell apart. Out of the clear blue sky, things um, all over my life began to just die. Um, But God and his sovereignty He allowed everything. He kept me in the palm of his hand. Um, And the entire time he prepared me, he comforted me. Um, He just never left my side. Um, In the darkest of days, he showed me his faithfulness, um, how much he can be trusted even uh, when my eyes tell me differently. Um, And that's why, you know, he compelled me to share. He, He just laid it on my heart to start um, a blog originally uh, with little things that I could share with people about um, how we are created to be living in our identity in Christ, how he's there for us um, in the good times and bad. He's sovereign. Um, He's so faithful. Um, So that's pretty much why I started writing my blog and my book is from that. So is it something that you can, is it something that you can go a little bit more deeply into about what had happened that caused that darkness? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, We were married for 20 years. Um, Happy family, two girls, two boys, golden retriever, of course, (laughs) and a beautiful older home. Um, I stayed home with the kids, homeschooled them, um, you know, making all these sweet memories that we do. Um, out of the blue, one morning, my uh, then husband broke to me that he had always been gay. Um, never occurred to me, never thought that ever. Um, it was just very, very much a shock. Oh, my um, goodness. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was devastated, obviously, to say the least. The family broke apart. Um, he obviously wanted to have a different lifestyle. Um, and anyways, uh, yeah, it, uh, that led to a, just a series of lots of things erupting in the family, if you can imagine. Um, and so, yeah, my, my one day you have a perfect world, the next day you don't, right? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not unlike any other stories. You know, we all have things, right? Like, you know, death, divorce, they're everywhere, you know, um, disappointment, right? Um, but what do you do? What do you do when that smacks you in the face, right? Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was awful. I, I won't, I won't sugarcoat it. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. Implications, you know, so yeah. And, and you so. know, that has happened much more than what most people think would happen. I actually yeah. know someone that is, went through that very same thing and was, uh, you know, in, in one way you're caught just not believing it. Maybe like Correct. you were uh, a right. surprise but right. um, many times it is like the end of what was an otherwise uh, painful uh, kind of existence. But in your case, you've, you described your existence prior to that as being perfect. So that had to caught you a little bit by surprise. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, perfect would be not the right word. I even, you know, because memories are always so, you know, you you don't really think about anything that's not great. But I mean, it was hard, you know, children, real life attitudes and, but it was such a fun life. I mean, really, 
there was nothing. I mean, I stayed home, right? I mean, we had enough, we scraped and, you know, so I could stay home and, uh, you know, it was just great. So yeah, out of the blue, just a normal, absolutely everything completely normal. And then all of a sudden it's not, I mean, so yeah. So now you're obviously remarried and with additional yeah. children as well. What, what uh, impact did you see initially and then maybe long-term in the two kids that you had with your previous husband? Um, so I, yeah, I have four with my previous husband. Um, they were, um, high school when one was middle school, then high school, and then out of the house when this all happened. Um, so, you know, varying degrees of, you know, anger and some depression and things like that. Um, uh, I, I just a lot <laughs> and sure. a lot, you know, a lot with faith and it just keeps, you know, things just happen with, with kids. And, and so, um, we just, all we can do is pray, um, that they can see what God, um, sees in them and how valuable they are and how we love everyone. I don't wish anyone harm, you know, my former husband, I don't wish any harm on him. I I wish that he has a a good life. You know, I mean, it's, it's tragic what happened, but you know, there's nothing you can do, right. All you can do is, is what you can do for yourself, which is to love and, um, you know, be good to others. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now the book you've written is called trusting God with every breath. And I think that title, that title had to become pretty meaningful because when you're going through that kind of devastation, it could feel at times like you're not going to have the next breath and you have to trust God for it and with it. But that's exactly what you've done. You've written 365, so one per day, daily devotions for women. And how long did it take you to write that? (laughs) Well, like I said, it's from uh, my blog. And so, you know, every couple weeks at the beginning, I would write some and I I do them every week. I do them every week now. But, um, but yeah, writing the book, I took um, from my blogs and, you know, it took a couple of months because I'm kind of a kind of person that I like to get things done right away. (laughs) I can't have things laying around like dishes or whatever. I don't know if anyone can identify with that. But um, yeah, a couple of months and then, um, and top of teaching and doing my doctorate and everything. Um, and then uh, there's been little things here and there. It's a lot of work, I will tell you. I, I had no idea how much writing a book. <laughs> yeah, most people that but, write it, either it's one of two things. Either uh, they're not that involved with it, uh, maybe apart from, like a lot of pastors will do this. They'll have a yeah. book written from some of their messages that they've already put all of that time in. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then somebody takes the messages and from those messages, distill a book out of it. That's one way to do it. But then there's this way that it sounds like what you've done is that you took pen and paper or maybe fingers on a keyboard and you uh-huh. banged out all of these different things first from your blog. I'm sure that you had some of the right. writing done from your blog, but mm-hmm. then you kind of, you have to reformat it and yep. adapt it. Yep. So it, it's, yep. uh, it's a big deal, right? <laughs> It sure is. Cause, um, when I write, um, things that God wants me to encourage people with, it's for anybody, you know, boys, girls, you know, um, men, women, whoever, um, I read a lot of these to my kids at school, um, in my classrooms, if I feel like they need some encouragement on, you know, not listening to the lies that enemy puts in your head, um, or things like that. Um, so yeah, but this, this book is specifically for women, um, because, uh, that's what the publisher would like. And so it was wonderful. I'm like, fine. <laughs> wonderful. So I tailored them all um, for women um, specifically, but, uh, but yeah, I would say ages 12 and up would, would really benefit from reading these for sure. Well, that's always good to know the age group 12 and yeah. up. Now uh, I have a lot of author friends. A lot of people have been on my program who have written books and there seems to be a pretty widespread difference between the methods of publishing and is it self-published? You went with a publisher. How did that happen? Did you submit a, a transcript or an idea? How did that happen? You know, it's just another example of how God's hand is everywhere. And that's a huge theme with me is is look back over your life. When you are down and you're depressed and your life is falling apart, look and see how God has been faithful. Um, All the little things, right? The things that make you smile um, or just how he's been faithful with relationships or whatever. Um, This book is an example of that. Uh, My family has 
always had good friends, right? I um, come from a long heritage of Christian um, parents and things. And my, mm-hmm. my family, uh, my parents were specifically friends with um, people in the Christian publishing world. And so to make a long story short, um, the publisher, um, his mother was uh, good friends with my mom and she reads my blogs and she was like, you need to publish a book for Amy. And like, oh, and so he contacted me, um, hadn't talked to him in, you know, 25 years or whatever, since we were little. Um, and uh, he just said, send, you know, send me some of your stuff. And it just, God just opened the doors. Yeah, they literally, and this unheard of, I think, you know, in the publishing world is for them to come to you. Um, and that's, that's like what happened. God just opened the doors. Cause I, I had told him, you know, whatever you want to do with this stuff, it's all yours. Cause he's the one that gives me the words. Right. And so, yeah, God just was so faithful and it's just, it just amazes me every single day. Um, all that he does for us. <laughs> I have, I don't even know how many authors, certainly around a hundred or more that I've uh, interviewed. And I don't think I've ever had a single one tell me that a publisher sought them out the, that really? way. Yeah. That's wow. really great. That's so oh, cool. It is. God is so cool. <laughs> that is I great. mean, he just redeems, you know, you know, he just really redeems things and it's just, it's wonderful. Now so. you talk about the, uh, I'm looking at a little bit of a write-up on your first book or on this book. I don't know if this is your first you one. That call you... it my first. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, there you go. Uh, but it is, um, it's written up and it says this, start your day with a breath of hope when life throws us curveballs. It can be difficult to trust God. Now, you've just described to us what has to be, well, if not the biggest curveball, it's certainly one of the biggest curves that life can throw mm-hmm. when a, a spouse uh, tells you those kinds of words. And mm-hmm. so uh, I, when I, you, you get that word, I know you're obviously a believer. You've grown up trusting in God. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about for a moment the processing part of, because uh, I think a lot of people are hearing this, they might be going through something just like what you did, or something similar to it. What kind of uh, first responses did you find yourself making when you got that kind of news? Well, I tell you what, um, if I was not a believer in our precious Lord, I would not be where I am today. Because God is our rock. And um, if you have faith in God, then you need to have faith in God when things are good and faith in God when things are not so good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get wrapped up in our selfishness and when things are not going exactly how we want or exactly how we planned, uh, then we tend to fall away and want to do things on our own strength because we can do them better. Right. Um, But that's that's so wrong. Um, when you are not seeing where you're supposed to be going, when you can't find your way, when you're lost in the darkness, that's when you need God more than ever, because he is the one who goes behind you, before you, beside you. He's all around you. He sees your future was in your past. He's with you. So he's the one that you need to count on uh, when you don't know where you're going, because he has the map, right? We don't have the map. And Um, and and so, yeah. As a mom, I, I know that you were not only trusting God for yourself, but you also had to trust God for your kids too, right? Absolutely. And I still do, right? Um, I only have, well, I have one that moved back for nursing school and I have one left in, in uh, high school. But even when they're gone, I mean, you're still praying daily for those kids um, that that God will use them, that they will know him, that, that the relationship will flourish. So yeah, trusting God um, literally with every breath that we have, because the breath in us is from him, isn't it? So um, <laughs> yeah. I love the title uh, and I love the way that you are approaching it. And, you know, there's really no great way. And I don't think there could ever be a single right response to the kind of difficulties that you've described and that you've encountered. But all we can do in those moments is to hang on to the truth that we know. And I'm sure you would agree with this, that it's in moments like that, that one really can say how valuable uh, memorized scripture Mm -hmm. in their lives might be. Because I know when we were given the biggest news that uh, bad news that had ever happened to us. And that was that there was a serious problem with one of our children. I, mm-hmm. I know that that was my response. I, mm-hmm. I found myself without even thinking about it. I hadn't been coached in doing this, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the word, the words of uh, scriptures that I had memorized 
came mm-hmm. flooding up in my heart and I just mm. began to quote them. And so I think good. that's that's what we have to do. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so like one example um, um, that I can remember is uh, having devotions. I don't know if anyone struggles with having devotions, um, but I did as a young mom. I mean, I'm like, I want devotions, but I don't want them. Lord, I mean, help me, you know? And I remember specifically, you know, three or four years before this all happened, God just put that desire into me. And I began having devotions every single morning and I loved it. And it was like, he knew what was coming. And so he, he was digging that well, right. Of memorizing scripture, of mm-hmm. knowing him deeper so that when life happens, you can rely back on what you have learned. And so it is so important to stay in the word, to pray, to, you know, um, encourage others um, in their faith, because then when things are rocky, like you said, those, those memories, those faithfulness, the scriptures, the truth comes up into your mind and it squelches those lies of the enemy because they're there. I mean, there's days when you want to not get out of bed. You know, there's days when you're crying and stuff and that's fine. That's normal, but you can't stay there, right? You have to embrace right. the power of God and you have to move forward and become a witness for him um, through all of your trials because our world is full of broken people. And I think it happens to everybody. I mean, that's part, yeah. I, I believe really, that's part yeah. of the, the mistake that so many people live under. They think that the problems that they are encountering are unique to them and that no right. one, they look at all around. And that's one thing that social media does. It tends to present mm-hmm. people in the best possible light. And yes. they are, you're, they look so happy and they're always smiling. <laughs> and, and then you get to talking with them and you find out, well, behind the, the veneer, it's not like that. There are problems. Right. We all have those situations. Yes. And, and yet the enemy will come and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you. Nobody else is having the difficulties. Yeah, you're, it's, you're a terrible That's person. Right. He just wants to right. destroy you. That's right. Oh, yeah. His goal is to absolutely destroy you, because if you are a Christian, then fine, you're going to go to heaven. But if he can destroy your witness and your your life here on earth, that you're not living in freedom in Christ, you're going to destroy your witness and affecting other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Not only, will you, not only will your life be lonely and miserable, but you will not be an effective witness, you being the hands and feet of Jesus for everyone. So, yeah, Satan, yeah, he wants to get you real bad. <laughs> He you does stand up and be stronger with God only, of course. So. And then I, I'm so grateful for the truth of Scripture that says, "Greater yes. is He that yes. is in us than yes. He that wants to destroy you." In this case, the, He yes. who is whispering lies and really yes. has allowed a deception in the part of well, your previous mm-hmm. husband to not only bring pain but just a, a real death to the vision and to the plans that you had made and, mm-hmm. and that he had committed to. Oh my goodness. That kind that kind of stuff is hard to go, but God is mm-hmm. faithful in the middle of yep. all of it. So Amy Meacham is my guest. She again is a wife and mother now of five. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about how it is that she became a doctor. That's pretty cool. Uh, Amy Meacham is my guest. This is Afternoons with Mike. We'll be right back. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Amy Meacham, an author of a book, I tell you what, I love that that title that you've come up with, Trusting God with Every Breath. You know, when we think about the fact that our life, obviously we have to have those breaths to live, and the breath of God is an expression that's, that's in the Bible, and we have all of this wonderful imagery of how God 
fills our lives and he breathes life into us. Even the inspired word of God is the God-breathed word. And so this picture that Amy is giving us that was really born out of deep darkness and a tragic turn of events in her own life, I'm always amazed, Amy, when I talk to people like you, I'm always amazed at how something good and something wonderful can emanate from something that is so dark and so painful. Yes, I agree. Um, but that's only possible with the Lord because he is so good. <laughs> you know, I mean, even when even when life is, is awful, you think about it, is God still good? Yes, he is. God did not create sin. He allowed it, right? Um, but he is sovereign over, over everything, and he always makes beauty out of ashes. Why do you think people just really tend to forget what they've learned in church or Sunday school or maybe from teaching directly from their parents? Why, what is it, do you think, having experienced what you experience, why is it difficult for some people to trust God in the middle of such a problem? That's such a good question. Um, you know, I think we just get all wrapped up in poor me, poor me, look, look at me. Oh, this is awful. And we just get all wrapped up in ourselves, you know, and that's a natural response when uh, life smacks you down. Um, but the, the important thing is to, is to remember that God is above it all. And that when we are relying on our own strength, nothing good will come out of that. Um, we are sinful, um, we are flawed, and um, we forget to trust God because I think we just begin to rely on ourselves. We want to fix it right now. What can I do now? I don't want to wait on you, Lord. I want to fix it now. Um, but you can't. You just have to wait on him and you need to trust him. And, and you have to believe and know that he will come through because he always, always does. Now, you know, that's really powerful to hear. And again, I'm going back. I'm uh, kind of uh, imagining right now that we have some listeners that might have received some earth-crushing news just like what you did on that day, and yeah. they too would like for it to be over in the next, like, what, five minutes, and we mm -hmm. all know that it's not going to be over in five minutes. For you, mm -hmm. how long was it from the time you first were hit up between the eyes with that news and that you began to see the other side of how this was going to work out? How long of a period was that? Um, I would say when you hear news, you typically kind of don't believe it at first and then, you know, denial, right? And then you get, then you're kind of upset and angry. I remember throwing clothes down in a fit of rage one time, you know, of course. Um, and then you just come to accept it because you know that there's nothing, nothing, nothing you can do about it. You know, um, whether it's a diagnosis or anything, sometimes you just have to accept um, what what God is showing you right now. And so then you just have to, to step back and rely again on what do I know? Well, I know God is good. God is with me. He's not left me. And he will show me. You have to believe that he will show you exactly what you need to do. Who do you need to call? Um, who needs to come over? Um, just every little thing. And it, it kind of becomes a constant conversation is what I like to call it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we don't just pray in the morning and pray before your meals and pray at night. Um, you need to actually have an ongoing conversation with God. You don't need to look strange and like literally talk, you know, out loud in the grocery store, which you could, but you know, in your head, you know, okay, Lord, what should I do? I mean, before just doing everything in our own strength and having that impulse, right? Because a lot of times emotions are high with news and, and, and long-term things with kids or whatever. You just really need to concentrate on what does God want me to do? And so, you know, ask him. Like, hey, even with dinner, in my book, I mentioned, you know, parenting and dinner and, you know, Lord, I don't know what to make for dinner. What should I make? I mean, ask him anything because he wants to be your closest friend. He wants to, he already knows you, but he wants you to rely on him, right? Um, because he will, he's always there for you. He is. And, you know, I, I think about that phrase from the Bible that says, pray without ceasing. And a lot of yes. people, they'll, they'll get real literal with that. And it's like a 24-hour prayer meeting. And it really isn't that. It really no. is like you mentioned, an ongoing, uh, maybe you're walking for us in Florida through a Publix grocery store, but you're yeah. having communion with God mm -hmm. when you're walking. Yep. And maybe something is weighing heavily even there. Or at a restaurant when you're eating lunch, uh, yep. there's this ongoing sense that you can have that kind of relationship 
with the Lord yeah. where you talk with him all day long. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I've never heard his voice audibly, but I've heard him in my heart. You know, like your, your spirit will quicken with a response on what you need to do or, or what you need to say, or, Hey, you know, even out of the blue, right. Hey, I need to call so-and-so and you you do. And that just blesses the socks off of them. I mean, that happened with me countless times. Um, like I've talked about the faithfulness of God, you know, um, just someone just coming up to you and giving you a hug or sending you flowers or, Hey, let's go to dinner. Or just all these little things that people do for you and that you can do for others, right? Um, there's, it's a result of your relationship with God and listening to Him. Now, when you think about the people that were there with you in that early season, when this, uh, this turn of events happened in your life, who were the people that supported you the most that you remember? And what, was there anything about the way that you got that kind of support that really meant the world to you. What about those thoughts? Um, you know, I was young enough that my parents were, are, well, they're still around, but yeah, they, they were wonderful. Um, good sounding boards, praying. My dad's a pastor. Um, so I would say my parents, um, aunts and uncles, girlfriends from church, um, even uh, girlfriends from high school, not even having seen them in a long time, but all of a sudden we're all having dinner together. Um, and that you just, God does, he, he orchestrates things in your life um, to bless you and to be there for you. So I don't think of that as chance, like, oh, we happened to get together, you know, after 15 years, that one winter, no, 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 God, God helped initiate that, right? So mm -hmm. um, I would say, you know, in dark times, you know, you have friends um, and family, obviously. <laughs> so Let's talk about you for a moment. We know that you were a mom and that you were homeschooling, I think I heard you say, which yep. is pretty cool. Uh, that uh, is one thing. Going back to school, I, I'm assuming you already had your undergraduate degree and maybe yep. even your master's degree uh, already. Yep. What was that in? You know, that's also a funny story. If you have a second. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I got my normal undergraduate degree uh, when I was first married. Um, my oldest son was one because I just knew I wanted a degree. I stayed home with the kids, right? Homeschooled. I didn't even want to homeschool, but God was like, you're going to do it. I'm like, fine. You know, do you ever, you know, walk into something God wants you to do with kicking and screaming? Well, that was me with that. <laughs> I got over it. And I loved it. I love it. But fine. Then, uh, <laughs> but then the anointing left, which is what happens, right? Sometimes God asks you to do something for a season and then it, you're done and that's great. Anyways, um, but this is so interesting. Again, it's a nugget of his faithfulness. It was a couple of years before this all happened. I got that um, message or feeling or whatever prompting from the Lord that, okay, you're done homeschooling and now you're going to go back and you're going to get your master's degree um, teaching. You're going to be a teacher because I already taught with homeschooling, all these other things that we were doing. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And so I did that. And it was my very first year being a teacher, working full-time outside the home, first time, which is a big deal. Um, and also my first year being a teacher, that that was when this whole thing erupted. And oh so my God, goodness, yeah. In his generous, I mean, he was so generous to prepare me, right? I didn't know that I would need an income on my own. Who would think that? Yeah. But God is so faithful. So that's how I got my master's degree in teaching. And then in the COVID uh, spring, when we were all home and teaching from home, I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to get my doctorate. So that's how that started. Now, come on. <laughs> so. You you, <laughs> you take another curveball, which now COVID was a curveball for, for us all, right? I yes. mean, the whole world. Yes. And you yes. took that and instead of uh, kind of complaining and being just bored and, and yep. watching TV, you went well, back to school. Oh yeah, definitely. I love, I love goals. I loved, I like to be busy. Um, my mom thinks I need to slow down, which is probably true, but, um, but no, I've, I've always wanted to have that. And I, it was, it's been really fun teaching at school and also being in school. Cause I would, you know, show my giant papers, you know, 40 page papers to the kids. I'd be like, you're complaining about the papers that I'm assigning. Well, look what I had to write, you know, right? <laughs> you know, and they were like, Oh my goodness, how did you do that? You know? So anyways, it's, it's been a lot of fun writing this book, same thing with the kids at school. They just really enjoyed the process. So it's just, it's just really fun uh, to share that with, with them. So what was your dissertation on? 
Um, it was on improving reading motivation for sixth graders at my school um, because reading is so important with any subject, math, science, history, anything, you name it. The more you read, the more your brain um, absorbs all the information in all the classes. So mm. and reading, you know, in our country is just gone downhill with eighth grade and fourth grade scores. So, um, so yeah, we try to read a lot in my classes and try to make it fun, have a little bit of choice, have some guidance from me and just happy medium and just make them read <laughs> i use voices because it's fun you know southern accents russian accents whatever works <laughs> how long did it take so, you to get that doctorate um about two and a half years that, i just think that's amazing that you were able to accomplish that and that's about how long the real impact of covid was so you really mm -hmm. you really made lemonade from those lemons I sure did. Our school was blessed to be, you know, full time in person. The only time we weren't was that first spring um, when it all kind of came to a head here in the States. Um, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoy school. It's fun. It was all online with Liberty. Liberty University is a wonderful wonderful place when I went there for my graduation in May I couldn't believe how what a wonderful place it was well you got to walk and I know that had to be a dream come true for you yeah it was to it to was. get that uh, doctorate and my goodness that's such an accomplishment congratulations on that well, thank you. and uh, I, it sounds very interesting too you know one of the things that I find I, I entered college initially to become a school teacher I was going to be a math okay. teacher and oh, nice. uh, God had me do other things, but uh, I, uh, I, I think that one thing that people are also maybe overlooking in this day and age, it's not just reading, but it's writing. I mean, that's something, don't you find that to be true? I mean, long, longhand writing is uh, cursive writing, for example. Yes. It's almost extinct right now among young people. Yeah, a lot of schools have given up teaching cursive, um, and they just do the typing. But yeah, we, we still do cursive at our school. Um, you know, so it's very important. It's another one of those pegs that kids need to learn. But yeah, writing for sure. Um, even not just handwriting, but just writing sentences and paragraphs. A lot of it's with uh, kids texting and being on online, they like to shorten things and um, they like to be quick. They have Google so they can find any information mm -hmm. right, real yeah. quick. So so yeah, we do a lot of writing in my class. Um, so they're pretty much prepared for uh, AP English when they leave eighth grade. A lot of them tell me my class is harder than their ninth grade <laughs> classes. So we get them ready. So you had to you had to study AP writing style and everything else then when you were doing your book, right? Yes. And the funny thing is, is the APA manual had changed from my master's to my doctorate, and hey. It, I don't even know why, like the one period after this, you know, at, at the end of a sentence now used to be two spaces. Now it's one, it's one, just little right. things like that. I'm like, seriously, what, who, who does this? Who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> now I had to learn the same oh, thing because I write yeah. for a sister publication or a, okay. a publication that's a sister company to Mark radio. Yeah. And so I had to get all boned up on that. I was a in high school, I was a uh, an English major, uh, as well as being a math major, and so wow. I I learned all of the old school rules, and then you find yes. out, you know, well they've changed the rules. <laughs> Why did... I'm like, who has this kind of time to make up make this up? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy. Wait a minute. It is. And uh, that always frustrates me. I, I they've changed rules in basketball too, but that's another story. And, yeah, uh, but totally. I'm always I'm always watching that, and I go, that guy traveled. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not right. You can't do. Oh yeah, he can. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I know nothing about basketball. So you <laughs> <on> that. <laughs> well, we'll leave that one then for those that. But those that do know what yes. I'm talking about right yes. now. Yes. That's just hilarious. I'm talking, oh, if you just tuned in, I'm talking to Amy Meacham. Amy's from Omaha, Nebraska, and is the author of a book. It's a devotional for women, especially for women, and it is called Trusting God with Every Breath. And I really like this um, kind of almost like a, a subtitle that you've got uh, at the uh, kind of the uh, printing that I'm seeing here. It says, start your day with a breath of hope. Now that's great. You know, we're living in a time right now, I, I think our culture, the hope meter, if there were one, 
is probably at the lowest point right now of any time that I can remember in my lifetime, where generally speaking, when you talk to people, there's not a lot of trust out there. There's not a lot of trust in government. There's not a lot of trust in the economy. Uh, There's not a lot of trust in basically our leaders in this nation. And there are, there's a, a real need that we have for hope in this life. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the hope does not come from the harder we try, right? Cause we fail ourselves all the time and disappoint ourselves, but that hope comes from God because he is absolutely never failing us. He's never failed us. And the good news is he never will. Hey, we're going to yep. come back in a moment, but before we take the break, give us, if you will, how people can find your book and uh, maybe your website, if you have one. Sure. My blog that I talked about um, earlier is amylinnea.com. It's A-M-Y-L-I-N-N-E-A.com. That's my middle name. So that's how that works. And my book is available for pre-order on Amazon right now. Um, Also, it will be at christianbook.com and Barnes & Noble. Wow, that's not bad. You've got a publisher that's putting it out there. Yeah, pretty exciting. I mean, to to look on Amazon and see your book there for pre-order is literally unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, that's just got to be crazy. When do you think you'll actually have hard copies? Well, they sent me one last week, so I'm holding it in my hand right now. Oh, wow. It's I yeah I have one. It's like a it's a leather cover. Um, my artwork from my Etsy store is on the in the front and within, and it's just really high quality. I like I like to write in books, so the paper is um, really nice paper that you can write on if you want to. Um, but it's just it opens and closes so easily. It's about the size of my Bible. Um, so yeah, it's just fabulous. Well, the color scheme is uh, very similar to one that I saw this week. Another friend who had written her second book, and okay. uh, the color again, the colors are great. You've got uh, the little flowers there. It's a beautiful yep. thing. Trusting God with every breath. Amy Meacham. I'll be back with her for one more segment coming up in just a moment. This is afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs with over forty years experience. EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Enjoyed my chat today with author Amy Meacham from Omaha, Nebraska. Amy has written a a new book. It's uh, uh, available for pre-order right now. And uh, if you've just tuned in, uh, Amy, give us the details on the book and how people can find it and pre-order it. Well, my book is called Trusting God with Every Breath. It's a daily devotional written uh, especially for women, 365 of them. You can pre-order it on Amazon, um, and it also will be available on Barnes & Noble and ChristianBook.com. Beautiful. Now, when you wrote this book, you had to have one favorite part of it that most people do, and they think, okay, that's going to be the anchor. What would be your anchor when you were writing this? Oh, my goodness. Um, I really like one that's called Warrior. And if you can't wait to read it, you can go on my blog, amylinnea.com, and look up Warrior. You can read it, like, right now, actually, when you're done with this program. But um, Warrior is really cool because it shows a picture of how we are covered in God's protection when we feel small and insignificant because we are so afraid. It's basically describing um, someone huddled in a corner and someone seeing them. And the person in the corner just is so full of worry and fear and dread and anxiety. They just, they just literally are, they can't, they don't know what's going on, but as somebody else is looking at them, they're like, Oh, I don't see that. I see a warrior. It's because we are covered with God's protection, with his power, that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Wow. And when you really, really think about that, that is mind blowing. <laughs> so it really is. I, I love that one. Now, you wrote this, obviously, with all of this kind of in the rear view mirror of your life, and you're looking back, and I'm just so grateful. Isn't it wonderful how God 
uh, he walks us through these things. We have that yes. old picture about footprints in the sand, and we know that God mm-hmm. picks us up and carries us. I'm sure that yeah. was uh, available for you. How much about the pain and let's say the 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 call to trust the Lord with your personal situation, with personal details, how much did you get into that in the book? So um, at the very beginning of my book, I have um, a page called about, I don't know, it's called welcome. If you go onto my blog, it's the about me page, but um, the welcome page talks about my story briefly because I feel like it gives credibility to what I wrote. Um, you know, anyone can write about trusting God, but you know, if you've had to trust him when you can't see what's going on in front of you, when you, when your world is crumbling around you, um, when you don't know what you're going to do, Mm-hmm. When you don't know how you're going to wake up, you don't know what the kids are going to be like. You don't know. You don't know anything. Where's the money going to come from? Um, when you don't know in your own flesh, um, then it's just it just makes a difference. When you can read about someone who's been there, um, and they and then the words just become more, I don't know, powerful. They resonate more because if somebody can live through something and come out on the other side, um, still trusting in God and trusting more in God. God, you know, laughing at his faithfulness and smiling at it with joy. Um, that's only God. I agree. It's beautifully said as well. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier in our talk that this is for 12 year olds. So obviously, a lot of the kids that would be reading this, young girls, would not have had entered into life where they could even comprehend some of the pains that you went through. But uh, I know that you, as a mom, you've walked some of your kids through some stuff, too. So for your readers that are young, what what kind of a point do you like to make when you talk to young people? And let's say it's your school when you're uh, teaching them. What points do you like to remind them of? Um, yes, I read, like I said, sixth grade is my youngest grade that I teach. A lot of them are, you know, 11. Um, I just, I just talk about how important it is to trust God in all, in all that you do. I talk about listening to lies that pop into your head, um, that Mm. are not from God because that is all middle school, right? They're all trying to figure themselves out and they're all about each other thinking, you know, their problem is the only problem in the world or whatever, but, um, but how everybody feels inferior, but that is not God's plan. That is Satan's plan to, to squish you <laughs> like a bug um, and how God has freedom for you. You are created in the image of God. Um, and when you live from that, when you literally look at yourself and think, I am God's daughter, I am his son, I am clothed in his righteousness, I am clothed in his strength, um, then you can stand like that warrior and you can, you know, withstand um, the attacks. And But yet you're gentle and loving at the same time. Co- at the same time, um, I close my class, every single class, um, you know how they, they have the bell and the kids are like, oh, good time to leave. Like, no, they, I close my class with this. I say, don't ever forget. And the kids all respond. We matter to God. And that is how I close every single class, because that is the most important thing. God sees you. The God who created the whole world sees you. Wow. You are not insignificant. You know, it's just, it just makes a difference to know that God sees you. He wants you. He wants to be with you. um, And he loves you so, so much. You know, those kids probably don't even realize how meaningful that little word is going to be as they get older. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I said, when you're old in a little nursing home, I want you to remember how much you matter to God. (laughs) They'll be muttering the prepositions and that, right? That's great. (laughs) That's wonderful. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Well, I know that this is, uh, uh, you know, it's turned out for you. Life has turned out for you differently than what you first imagined. Now, I know I've talked to so many people, Amy, who got that kind of devastating news where their spouse for whatever reason, certainly doesn't have to be for the reasons that your husband yeah. gave, but to declare that they don't love you, the spouse anymore, they're divorcing them. And many yeah. feel at that point that their, uh, their hope for married joy and married life is over. Obviously for you, it wasn't. So tell us about that. If you can speak just to whatever degree you're comfortable with, how long did it take you to be, let's say, willing to open up your heart to another relationship? 
Yeah, well, um, you know, like I said, trusting God for his timing and everything and the perfect, perfect man to come along. I remember my girls helping me sign up on these online Christian dating websites and they would yell from one room, what is your favorite color? And I would say, I don't know, yellow. What oh, do you that mean? is too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I got, you know, shut the door with a few and then led me to my wonderful husband, um, who is just wonderful. Uh, you know, it's different for different people. You know, some people don't remarry, some do, um, but you just have to be open to what God has for you. Um, I have a wonderful bonus daughter and it's just wonderful to be in her life as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean, life is full of struggles. I'm not going to pretend that everything's perfect because life is, we live on, on this world, don't we? Um, so honestly, you know, Trusting God every day is what we have to do. Um, you know, years later, there's repercussions from everything. And so um, it's just more, it's just important to stay with God, stay in the word, um, worship and prayer. I love to worship whenever my mood starts to spiral downward because um, it does, right? We're human. We go, we get sucked mm -hmm. back into ourselves. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it? Um, but honestly, for me, if I just put on some worship music, um, put them in my ears, um, it just lifts my mood, I just refocus, right? My mood just goes away. I mean, and I'm, you know, happy again. It's just, um, I think just, just purposing, right? Purposing to know what to do when life is not super awesome today. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So. All right. Now you've thrown me a softball because I was a, a worship leader for almost 50 years. So now I've got to, I've got oh, to, nice. I've got to ask you who are, are your favorite worship artists right now? Oh, goodness. You know, I'm not super good with names, but I will tell you, I went to the, uh, our, our anniversary was yesterday. And I remember one year ago, uh, we were at the Elevation Worship Nights here in Omaha. And I just couldn't believe how fun that was. Oh, Jerry yeah. Job was there singing the blessing. And that's just one of my favorite songs um, over our family. Um, but honestly, I just love worship music, period. That's so. wonderful. You like the yeah. uh, the current styles of, like you said, uh, Elevation and some of the other, sure. I don't know, other I love groups. Hymns too. Yeah, so, yeah, I love uh -huh. hymns. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's great. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk real quick about one more thing before our show's okay. over with here today, and that's education itself. A lot of people are talking about the subject of school with it starting back up again. In fact, I did a, a, a program just yesterday on uh, this very issue, uh, and I was just wondered if. If you had uh, thoughts about what in the world's going on in our American education system. <laughs> well, you just asked me about my entire dissertation, so <laughs> I could read that to you. But oh, yeah. Um, I tell you, I studied reading motivation, and so I had to go back. You know, what was our country like at the beginning? Um, and we had the Christ Western Christian paideia, um, which was basically a classical model. Um, God is in everything. We, we need to know about um, our world. We need to be curious. It all connects. Um, and just the progressives, you know, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, just started taking that away um, and then we started changing our reading. We, we started to be more of a social influence at school instead of teaching the basics. Um, so it's just very sad because our kids can do so much. When I homeschooled, um, <laughs> I, we, we had a great time, but you know, it was, it was work. And the kids would tell me in high school in their private high schools that I was a harder teacher when they were homeschooling than they were at school. Kids just have such potential. Mm -hmm. And if you can connect with them, relationship is very, very important um, to help kids want to learn for you. Like in my classroom, you need to have a good relationship. You need to invest in them. You know, they need to be seen just like God sees you. You need to see the kids. Um, it can't just be a number. Um, but yeah, I would, you know, to solve the, to solve the problem would take hours. <laughs> But I would say reading, you know, get, getting back to the basics of, of actually teaching education and not having all these tests and all that stuff. The three R's, right? Reading, writing, yes. and arithmetic. There you go. I mean, <laughs> yes. those three things. We could, yes. we could do worse than going back to those basics in, in this country right yep. now. And exactly. I, I am just grateful. But it's also delightful to talk to somebody like yourself from the heartland of America who believes in God and you're letting that obviously 
you're not hiding that from your students. And it's kind of coming through even in the last words that you say to them every day. It's coming through. Yes, it sure is. I am so blessed to be teaching in a Christian school where I'm able to say those things. Um, Absolutely. What advice do you have for teachers who are not, let's say, in a Christian school? What, What advice do you give your friends when you talk to them? You know, you can still pray for your kids. You can pray over their desks. Um, you can pray like those constant conversations. And, you know, like teachers make a million billion decisions like every hour, like literally. <laughs> it's insane. Um, but just so having God help you throughout the day, um, just remembering that these kids are created in the image of God and that sometimes they're not acting themselves because of sin, right? And it's just not them, but God sees them. And, and how how can you use me, Lord, to help these kids? Um, maybe reaching out to parents. It's difficult because you really can't say, hey, you know, oh man, can I pray with you? I'm so sorry your dog died. Mm-hmm. Or I'm so sorry your mom's sick. That would just, that would be so hard. Um so I would, I would just, you know, encourage them to keep praying and you know, maybe have a list, pray, pray for those kids themselves, maybe find other, other teachers in the school if they could pray with, or their moms, you know, the moms in touch. Those are usually um, at different public schools. Um, so things like that. It's great advice. And uh, again, I think that your school's blessed to have you. I'm oh, grateful thanks. for you. Amy Meacham, author, give us that website for your blog one more time. And also the title of your book, and uh, they can pre-order it on Amazon. Sure. My blog is amylinnea.com. That's A-M-Y-L-I-N-N-E-A.com. My blog's there. About Me is there. I have some videos I've made on YouTube. I have my book information. Um, And then my book is called Trusting God with Every Breath. And you can pre-order that on Amazon, um, and it'll also be on Barnes & Noble and ChristianBook.com. It's really great to talk with you. Thank you for spending this time with us today, and we wish you the best. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, and friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. (music) 